You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is up, Houdat Nation? My name is Andrew, and we're going to be coming at you with another episode of the Houdat Discussion Podcast. I know that this is a new intro, but, you know, we're kind of getting to that new season area. Free agent is kind of, you know, dying down. We're getting into that third, fourth stage of free agency, and now the draft's coming up. I just want to, you know, revamp things for kind of like the second season of the Houdat Discussion. That's really what we're trying to get into, so you're going to see a, a couple of new things, you know, in the upcoming weeks. We haven't put out an episode um, in a little bit because, um, you know, we're just revamping a lot of stuff. Audio should be a little better on this episode. We've been uploading, not uploading, excuse me, we've been upgrading um, the audio. Also visual, we're going to be getting to that next. Um, We're working on on getting some, you know, people to interview some Saints players. We're definitely going to be looking forward to those when those are official. I will be uh, coming at you guys there. Obviously, we're, you know, getting out a lot of film studies. We did get one out last week, and then it's taken us a while to get this Latavius Murray one out. Um, had some technical difficulties, but it probably will be out going alongside this podcast episode, so that will be out very soon. Then Mario Edwards Jr., that will probably be up tomorrow. And then Sunday will probably be either a Teddy Bridgewater or a Jared Cook, a player like that, to you know, just fill out our free agent film studies there. You know, we're getting to this good time. I know there was like a week, so I'm, I use this week to kind of take off. Um, I've been a little busy um, myself, so you know, just wanted to take a little time off. It's obviously not that much stuff has happened. Only really one major news story, and really the draft. So um, you know, I've been really busy. I've been you know to put up content, other content. I've been busy. Um, you know, with the visual stuff, trying to just get everything better because this is kind of like for me, it's going to start off like the second season of the Who Dat um, discussion podcast. That's kind of what I'm thinking of it. So, we're gonna have a couple of new things, just look out for them. Um, I think we may make a new logo, some you know, new design, stuff like that. The visual effects, I think, will be a little better on episodes coming up soon. So, I just want to just tell you guys that update you guys that, that with the podcast, obviously. You know, we're going to be looking to add some, you know, live videos in there coming up shortly. We're going to probably have a draft special, and that's going to be live. Um, we're just going to go through, you know, hang out with you guys, even on the first day. Uh, I think that's what we're going to do there. Obviously, that's a really big time. And then I think we're going to do a live video, a mock draft live video the, a couple of weeks before. And then, you know, I'm just hoping to get some live videos up very, very soon. Um, and that's really it. So that's what really we have been working on. Um, I know that we haven't had a podcast episode out in a week, so I'm sorry about that. But we are back, and we will be at you coming um, at least once a week. Now, look, guys, when I'm putting out all these film studies, it's going to be tough to make two podcast episodes. But, you know, if we have no film studies to make, I'd be fine. I'm going two episodes for sure. Also, we may put out even more YouTube videos about, you know, other Saints players' news. And I think that's just great to really... I think that's what we're going to try to do, make our YouTube presence a little more, you know, also obviously we're still on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all that fun stuff, but, you know, we're also going to be on um, the YouTube side of things too, trying to, you know, add some stuff that's, it's only going to be on YouTube, it's only possible, like I would love to put my videos and film studies up on other places, but that is just, you know, it's not, you know, you can't do that, 
But um, that's really, you know, where this podcast is going to be heading. You know, obviously, um, we're still going to do all the podcasts. Can't wait for next season. You know, it's just coming up. You know, 2019 season, obviously, really, really big stuff. And then also just one more thing, guys. Um, if you have any questions or, you know, comments for the podcast, definitely we want to, you know, have questions in the podcast. Get those Huda Nation fan questions in. I will definitely answer them on the show. I just wanted to put that in before. So with all that said, I think we're going to jump into some Saints news. Two big headlines of Saints news. One's obviously it's very, um, you know, Saints heavy, and the other one's kind of an NFL or football problem. So um, we're going to start off with some Saints news, and that is going to be the Saints did sign cornerback P.J. Williams. I really should say re-sign quarterback P.J. Williams to a one-year deal with the Saints. In 2018, he had 53 tackles, two tackle for loss, one interception, two forced fumbles, nine pass defense, and he had one uh, interception for a touchdown. That That's what his interception was. And this is what I think. Um, with P.J. Williams. This is an amazing depth signing for the Saints. He was starting in their, you know, third corner nickel role last year. He won't be this year. But, look, one injury goes down. He's that next guy up, and he's a starter-level player. I think he's even a mid-tier starter player. The Saints got him on the one-year deal because he did have the DUI right after the NFC Championship game, which is obviously awful. Huge mistake by him because now he's going to have to back it up and have another really big year before he can get paid and that's going to be tough because the Saints have three corners but right now I think it's just a great depth signing for the Saints when you look at that cornerback group with Lattimore Eli Apple PJ Williams Patrick Robinson those are your top four those are really good a top four really good and then also you sign Marcus Sherrills you um you already have Banjo you already have Justin Hardy that's a good solid thing Banjo's more of a safety but you know what I mean um you know very very deep this um this whole cornerback group is and also Kenny Crawley coming back this is a good deep group and I would not be surprised if you know the Saints they always have those quarterback troubles I wouldn't be surprised if they are one of the top groups for this team in 2019 really big signing there I just wanted to you know say welcome back PJ and I can't wait to see you guys out there again that whole group out there the boot gang uh they're just a great group and you know got to keep those guys together the cohesion's definitely there and just, I mean, look, what the Saints have done, they've gotten their team better, and they still have $10 million in cast space. I just got to say, Mickey Loomis, you know, when they say that he's like a cap wizard, they definitely mean it. He's insane. I, I haven't seen anything like this when you think about it. I mean, look, the Saints started off with $10 million and really have only made two uh, moves to make cap smaller. Three moves, excuse me there. Three moves. You had Drew Brees restructuring. That, that guy has $10 million. That's a lot. Um, you had Meredith get like a million in really wasn't that much well 1.5 maybe and then also you cut Kurt Coleman but besides that nothing really um so I'm not surprised that um I'm very surprised excuse me that the Saints have been able to do this much and still have cap space to sign another player if that could be a Ziggy Anza or that could be someone else because I just think that is really really big for the Saints so Hats off to Mickey Loomis. He's making this team better. And you've had some, you know, unfortunate things go your way with the Mark Ingram situation. They bounce back and sign Latavius Murray. And then they get Jared Cook, which I said was going to be the biggest key to this offseason was be getting a player like Jared Cook. Jared Cook, I mean, he's, I think, is going to be huge for this team. So, to me, I just think this is a really good job by Mickey Loomis to come in here and, you know, re-sign P.J. Williams. Obviously, that was the latest news. But, you know, he's done a great job this whole offseason. i got to give the Saints offseason more of an A-, minus, maybe even A range, especially if they get a wide receiver and a defensive end. And I, I think, you know, if you can get one 
through the draft and one through for agency, you got to give the Saints an A for the offseason, or at least an A minus. I would love in the draft to get another offensive lineman just to, you know, get some insurance there with Nick Easton, a nice center that come in there, start right away, or not start, but just back, have a good backup there. Um, I think you would love to have it, you know, your draft, either it's like a fourth round pick or something like that coming in there with like a Cameron Tom fighting out there. I would love to see that with Nick Easton, everyone, give everyone a shot. Even other um, guards like Michael Ola, stuff like that. I would like to see that battle because um, I would like the most person that's most legitimately there if just in case, let's say, Easton went down or he wasn't that good or whatever it may be. Um, I just like to have that player there. And then our next set of news is that the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, did fold, um, I believe it was on Tuesday. And I think this is really sad. Obviously, um, I just wanted to see what this league did. Um, technically, I guess I was a Memphis Express fan for a little bit. I wouldn't call it a fan. But, you know, they got off to a bad start. And uh, not like I lost interest. But, you know, it's just, you know, that team, they had a lot of quarterback issues. And, um, you know, obviously other sports were starting. It was a good filler. I think someone said this on Twitter. It's a good filler for about a month. And then after that, it kind of got, not boring, but you had other sports. And, you know, that level of talent, it's not bad. It's about a college-level talent. But, like, I don't love watching college football, really, even, especially, like, the not-so-good teams. You know, obviously, you're going to watch, you know, the big, you know, college football playoffs, things like that. But besides that, you know, you're not going to, like, it's not, not NFL talent. So, you, you definitely see that. So, to me, I just think in the AAF, I wouldn't call it not NFL talent. i call it college talent, um, which is not bad. I think that's fine. But, you know, you had really, I think, because you had a lot of money that was going into it. Um, but you look at the owner, and I think he was, I think he's kind of doing a disservice. Um, you know, um, Tom Donden, I believe his name is, from, you know, he owns the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL and stuff like that. But I just don't think he does, did the right thing by the AAF here. Um, I think he may have, like, I don't want to, you know, make accusations about this guy, that like he's like the worst guy ever. But it's looking, you know, like, look, he wanted to get the NFL PA right away. That's not going to happen. And you're going to see AAF guys get signed, and you don't really need the NFLPA's approval here to be that minor league to the NFL. They don't need that, but he thought they did, and he thought that was a breaking point in year one. And I just think that's so such a bad decision there um, because, you know, these guys, and to drop a midseason, what a bad, bad, um, you know, bad business, really, that, you know, um, you know, the AAF was running at the end because – I think this guy, you know, the AF had a lot of new technology and a lot of new, um, you know, gambling technology and a lot of new with their app and stuff like that. And I think he may have just took it and so he can use it for the hurricanes and stuff like that. And if he did that and that happens, I'd be extremely upset that you use the players, um, they're really the fans, and then also, you know, all those people in the front office because you, you know, he kind of let on people like Bill Polian, like this was the right decision. Bill Polian was against it, which I, I mean, look, when you, and Arbasol was against it too. So to me, that's just, you know, look, he has his money. He can do what he wants with his money. But I just don't think it's right to do to these players that, you know, look, I think Jaron Elliott is going to get a job for him saying he'll get a job. Um, I, one of them already got a job. Um, Garrett, um, not Garrett Grayson. I was thinking of that. Garrett Richards, I think his name is, um, from the um, Orlando Apollos. Garrett Gilbert, I'm sorry, from the um, Orlando Apollos. He is going to get signed by the Browns. That's obviously really big. He's one of your best QBs, and now he's going to be playing for the Browns. That, that's big. Jaron Elliott's going to get signed. I hope he gets signed. I hope the Saints sign him because I think you know the Saints could use that outside veteran pressure, and he was dominant. Good for him. He's a really good player, and I think you know he was kind of that you know George Johnson role. I think he can play that role too for the Saints You know if it ever came to that because he, he was amazing in the AAF when I saw him play. So I, I think that's just, you know, it is what it is, I guess. 
But, you know, for the for a league to end like that, not even finish your first season, it, it seems a lot of things seem a little fishy. I just want to point that out there before we get onto our main topic. And now we will get to our main topic. And that main topic is we're going to start a new um, you know, series here at the Who That Discussion, and that is going to be we're like three weeks away from the draft, and we're just going to go through group by group and um, to really need by need really for the Saints and, you know, talk about the players that the Saints um, could get, could potentially get with their second pick or fourth pick or whatever it may be there, trade into the fourth round and pick them, whatever it may be there. And we're going to start with, to me, the most important need for the Saints, and that is going to be wide receiver. Look, it's not like the Saints don't have a lot of wide receivers right now. You, you have that Michael Thomas. You have Ted Ginn. You have Keith Kirkwood. You have Cameron Meredith. Um, you know, that, that's those four probably fine. You have Drake Juan Smith, obviously. Those five are probably pretty solid if they're all healthy and they're playing at their top of their game. But I think the Saints definitely need a bona fide two because I just don't think Ted Ginn at this point of his career is really that bona fide two receiver. Maybe that will be Des Bryant, but it's just it's increasingly looking like the Saints won't sign Des Bryant, or maybe they'll sign him very late in free agency. But to me, I, I just think when looking at it, um, the Saints, I think we'll get a receiver in this draft class. I wouldn't be surprised. And I think these five players are going to be um, options here. So I'm going to just basically go... Um, there's no order in these players, but we're just going to go one by one. We're going to look at five players, and um, you know, we're just going to look at that. So our first player is going to be DJ Arcego-Whiteside from Stanford University, and this guy can play. He, I mean, he's a really, really good player. So in his senior year, he did have 63 catches, over 1,000 yards, 14 touchdowns. His catch, um, catch rating percent was over 67%, almost 70%. Really good job. Um, by him there. He had, I mean, 14 touchdowns is amazing. He showed out in the combine as well. It wasn't like that was his only um, thing. He was only good, like, at Stanford. He was really, really good, um, especially in, I believe his 40 time was 4-4 or 4-8 or something like that. Yeah, I think it was 4-4-8. Um, not 4-8, 4-4-4-8, just under 4-5, uh, which is amazing for his um, type of player. He has a lot of athletic skills. He completely reminds me of Michael Thomas. I think when you're looking at him, he's a really um, good strength. He has really good ball skills. Um, he is a really good route runner, very good in the red zone, which is, I think is what the Saints need. Um, he always runs a good slant route. Um, he has very strong hands. As I said, this is just his strengths. He carves out space and finishes combat catches. All oh, Michael Thomas, confident field demeanor. That's just like Michael Thomas as well. His weaknesses is like he struggles to get a lot of separation, and um, sometimes he has too many um, stutter sets pre-release. But really besides that, it's not that bad. Um, and looking at it, he's not really a deep ball threat, and that's fine. Look, he's not going to be a uh, deep ball threat guy, and I don't think the Saints need that deep ball threat guy. I would pick Arcega Whiteside if you can get him in the second, or maybe you could trade up to him in the third round. But I think that you know he could be better than Des Bryant right now. Um, people are saying his um, three-year um, projection in that third year would be a potential Pro Bowler, and I think that would be big um, when you're looking at it. Um, he's that player that the Saints can pick up, and he can be right away their second receiver. Really like this guy. I think he could be the next Michael Thomas. Wouldn't be surprised if the Saints picked him. He'd pull up like that Michael Thomas-type 2016 season, which is just a really, really... Um, you know, good ye- year in that first year. Um, you know, he gets some touchdowns. I believe it eight touchdowns that first year. I think he got to a thousand yards. Really great um year there, and he can play. You know, um, you know, Arcega Whiteside. He has that same Michael Thomas toughness. I think they would be like best friends in the room. Really, I think this would just be a really um good 
um, draft player for the Saints to draft. Um, I got to give a shout, shout out to Tyler at the ASC podcast because he brought me on to him by listening to their podcast. And that is just an amazing podcast over there. Definitely check him out on iTunes um, and all the places you can watch um, their podcast on their website and stuff like that. But I mean, look, he's a great player. And I really watching this film, I really see um, why, you know, a lot of people really like him. But I think he could be the next Michael Thomas or maybe the next Austin Jeffrey, people were saying. Um, or maybe the, even if he's a poor man's Michael Thomas in that number two receiver role, that's obviously really big. Um, another receiver is, I think this is more of a pipe dream. The Saints would have to move up in the second round, to, first round to get him. And that's going to be Akeem Butler out of Iowa State. I mean, look, he can play. Um, you know, looking at his stats, um, you know, he, in his senior year, his junior year, excuse me, he was uh, redshirted his freshman year. But in his senior, in his junior year, redshirt junior year, he put up 60 catches, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, very similar to Arcega Whiteside in that, um, you know, remark and stuff like that. He runs a very, you know, similar 440 as well. When looking at it, he had a 448, um, a 40-yard dash, excuse me, he had a 448 in the 40-yard dash. Um, you know, vertical jump 36, broad jump 128. That's really, really good. I mean, look, he is um, a hell of a player. We saw that. Um, you know, looking at his strength, some of it is that, you know, his length is going to create matchup problems. He can build up speed. He can get that separation. Maybe that our Sega White side couldn't. Really good body control. He, you know, in that 40, he runs that. Um, they have the drill where you run across the line and catch, catch a lot of balls. He can do that really well. Um, he's a big playability guy, and he can, you know, come up, make a high point catch, and then run for a touchdown. Um, he's not really that good, though, which is kind of different than Whiteside, uh, or Sega Whiteside. He's not good in those slant routes, which I think that the Saints look – I think what the Saints really need is that deep guy candidate. This would obviously be a deep player candidate. Um, his route running is not the best at times. So, you know, look, he's very different player than our Sega Whiteside. Um, but, you know, he, what I think he could be, I think he's going to be that first um, – First round talent. I wouldn't trade up to get him. Is my diagnosis on him? I think that the Saints look. They kind of do like the Saints would need that type of player. He'd be that deep threat need that the Saints need. But um, for a first round talent, and you know he's not really the best route runner for a first round talent. I don't know if this you can really um, you know validate picking him there, especially when you have a lot of great talent like Arcega Whiteside in the second round and um, further on there. But obviously, he's a great player, amazing player, but I don't know, because you can get a very similar player to me in the second round and not give up a lot to get into the first round. So I think that's what, what I'm feeling there. On to our next uh, player, and that's going to be Andy Isabella from UMass Amherst. So th- this is what he's looking at. In 2018, he had 102 catches, 1,700 yards, 13 touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. He lit up uh, UMass for sure. And uh, he played the outside. I think one time I think I think I said he played in the slot, but I think he could be a slot player. I think maybe I got um, you know misheard or something because someone did comment on that. Yeah, he doesn't play um, the slot, but I think he could be a perfect slot player, that shifty type player. And I think the Saints, I think could use that slot type player. And I think if the Saints, if I were the Saints, I'd put him in um, on that top player there, um, on that slot player. Excuse me, there he ran a four three one, which is obviously insane. Um, you know, vertical jump of thirty. Six and a half, that's fine. Um, you know, he, he's just, I mean, look, he's very, very small player. But I think, look, he's going to come in here. He doesn't care that he's small. And he's going to be a competitor. He's going to be a very um, successful player in the, in the league. Uh, you know, NFL.com says he's going to be a well-rounded receiver, you know, elite quickness, long speed. He's going to be able to, you know, hit the deep ball. And, you know, he, they think he's going to be able to, um, you know, win short as well as deep. So, look, 
what I think maybe is a little different from what these people think. They think he's going to be that deep ball receiver, which I think would help the Saints a lot. But he, people just think he's going to be a short area per possession target. And so really it's two different people. People think that he's going to be the deep guy. Um, some people say really his very his uh, floor, excuse me, is going to just be that short area possession guy, maybe like that Cole Beasley. But they think his ceiling is going to be much more than just a slot receiver. So maybe first year he comes in as a slot receiver, but he overall becomes a really good player. He's a really good, really easy acceleration point. Really, that is obviously really good to beat um, defenders. He does offer punt returning value, which is I think big for the Saints. Um, they did sign Sheryls, but look, I mean, look, he'd be a receiver probably for the most part. He is a really, really good because he can get to that top beer, uh, gear really quickly. He can go deep. He can take the ball off the defense. Um, even though he's a short guy, you know he can make contested plays. He's a really good competitor. I also like Mike Thomas. I, I just like Andy Isabella. I would love to see the Saints pick him and put him opposite Mike Thomas or put him in the slot. I think he'd just be outstanding. And he, I think he lengthens out. I think he's the one player here that would make give the Saints as much depth as possible because he can play in the slot, outside the slot. Just a really um, you know, good player. Obviously, he has a couple of weakness um, because he's obviously not as big, and he's going to probably get pushed around by um, NFL, you know, corners. Also, he's never really, you know, UMass not that big of a football school, so he's never faced that NFL speed and strength. So, you know, I mean, you could definitely, you know, take that as what you could, but I just think he's going to be a really good player in this league. So now we're going to move over to our final two receivers, and they're both going to be from the Ohio State University, and that is going to be. Wide receivers Terry McLaurin and Paris Campbell. I think both players could. I mean, they're speedsters, and you just look at it. We'll start with McLaurin here, and um, you know he had 35 catches, 700 yards, 11 touchdowns, 20 yards per catch. That is obviously um, very, very good for a deep receiver. He would be that quintessential two receiver for the Saints that can just deep ball. And um, you know he wins those one-on-one matchups. He ate up the one-on-one matchups in the Senior Bowl. Why is that huge? Michael Thomas is also, you know, he's going to get those double teams. So if he can win one-on-one matchups, that's obviously really big. He's also a really good um, gunner and good special teams player, which I think is big, um, I think huge for that. And he's also very physical on top of his routes. He reminds me a little too much like Traquan Smith. That's why I don't think the Saints will pick him. But he's definitely an option for the Saints there. Some of his weaknesses, um, he doesn't have early acceleration and he could be a body catcher at times. I think that's really, you know, what he thinks, what I think is really the worst um, you know, weaknesses for him there. But look, is he going to be, I think he's probably going to be the same um, type player like Traquan Smith is. And I don't think the Saints need to know Traquan Smith considering they already have Traquan Smith. So I'm fine with the Saints passing up on McLaurin. I was high on McLaurin before, but now looking at him, he's more, I think, of that Traquan Smith player. And then finally, we're going to look at Paris Campbell. Um, he ran that 4-3-1, which everyone's you know, going nuts about. Small um, receiver. He's obviously... Um, you know, he has the stats when you look at it. He's definitely that player. He's going to come in. Look, he had 90 catches, over 1,000 yards, and 12 touchdowns. He's going to get the ball, which I think is really, really big there. He's got track-like sp- speed. That's going to scare safeties and corners. You're going to have to respect him. That's obviously huge. He crushed the combine, obviously, with the deep, um, you know, with the really good 40-time, best 40-time in the league. Um, he always is good at breaking tackles. That's obviously really big. Um, he does have a good feel around of, you know, offenders that are, you know, especially on those double moves, you know, he's going to get, if they're biting, he'll go right by them. I think that's really big. And it causes a lot of cushions by cornerbacks, which is, um, you know, big. He is such a high potential player. A lot of people call him a boomer bust player. Um, he was hit a limited role in college. Why would he have that? 
Um, he can't really, you know, return or anything, which I think at his size is not that good. Um, also, he's going to be a better player, you know, can catch more, um, catch more, um, you know, balls because he's not doesn't have the best catch rate. And then also, um, you know, his tons of zones in college. That's what he's facing. So let's see what he does when he plays man in co- when um the pros, which I think is big. And then also, he doesn't have the best routes, and he's not the best at the top of his routes. So to me, that's not um that's not you know that good but it seems like um Campbell's gonna be that boomer bust player and you know he's very very raw some people say he can be can have Michael Thomas you know type impact if he's at his top at his bottom maybe he's gonna be you know not that good a receiver from Ohio State I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints picked him up on that boomer bust player that deep player I mean look the Saints do need that type of player so I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints went out and got him but He's not the best player alone on this list. I go, I would probably pick Arcega Whiteside and Isabella over him, but I put him in that probably three, four spot. Especially you'll be able to get him in that third round. I'm hoping, but you never know there. Hakeem Butler, I think. Look, he's going to be that. I think he's not that first round talent that will get picked in the first round. Um, that's just what I feel there. He's a you know very very good player, but Arcega Whiteside, um, you know, ran very similar numbers and will get picked in the second round compared to Hakeem Butler, who got picked in the first. So that's just what I feel there, especially you know, when you look at the combine numbers to do different things. I rather have that Michael Thomas receiver. I think the, you know, especially when you're looking at Drew Brees is all his strengths are going to be short, um, short passing. So maybe it's because the Saints didn't have a long receiver. You can argue that, but I think it's good to have, you know, two outside receivers like, you know, Michael Thomas and Arcega Whiteside. Both are ballers and both, you know, I think you're going to be really, really good players so with all that said i think it's time to wrap up this podcast if you enjoyed this episode and this podcast and if you like our film studies all that fun stuff you can follow us on twitter at the who at this on instagram at who that discussion on podomatic at the who that discussion also you can subscribe to our youtube channel our itunes channel our spotify channel and then also our google play channel at the who Dead discussion as well on youtube hit that like button definitely leave a comment down below for sure i want to answer you guys questions i love communicating with you guys so please leave that comment down below hit that notification bell hit the subscribe button for sure and then also on itunes give us that five out of five rating because if you guys can give us those five stars we can give you more content. So, guys, look, again, I, I'm sorry for taking that you know week break, but I think the podcast will be better off for it. Look out for this episode. Obviously, is going to be out. Look out for that um, Latavius Murray film study. That will be coming out as well. And, um, you know, that's really going to be it. So, with all that said, I want to say thank you. We're going to have to find a new, um, you know, middle thing. Because usually I say, you know, thank you, Proof of Right, and who that. we got to find a different Proof of Right because there's going to be a new slogan this year. But... I'll just say it right now, prove them right, and who dat?